Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 into 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%, you can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Uh, decision science, returns to the mean, probability theory are all used in this podcast. Statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you. And another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. You are in the wrong room. So yesterday was election day. We heard a lot about diversity. Right? And they don't really know what diversity is. And they don't really know what diversity does. And what you get is being pragmatic, get different uh, skill sets, different opinions, but you got to listen, right? In order for the opinion to work. So that's what we do here. We listen to each other, we learn from each other, we collaborate, which the Russians and Chinese think we can't do. But we're proving on this podcast that we can. So we'll go around. Uh, Scott gives us, Scott and I give age diversity. Chad and I are here in Southern California. Scott's in the Northeast. And then we have Jason from the Midwest. So we got it all covered nationwide network. And we'll go around to everybody first thoughts uh, today. And then Chad too is an athlete. He runs a 4 2, 26 yards of carry. Uh, a catch, he didn't run the ball in the arena this year. Uh, it takes me probably two minutes to run 26 yards. <laughs> he does it, does it turn around and catches the ball in two seconds. So he's an athlete. Uh, you know, 
I'm fat, need to lose weight. So we got a lot of different diversity there. And then uh, Jason's in the middle, right? And Jason's invaluable because he gives us independent verification. We're better than the elections, right? And the elections, either it's a Democrat or a Republican, depending on what party you're in counting the votes, right? Uh, and in Chicago, where Jason's from, if you don't count the votes for the machine, <laughs> you're not counting the votes, right? <laughs> right? Who was the election? Whoever's counting the votes. Here, Jason's independent. We're doing it so we get really good, accurate information. We're not delusional, right? And uh, we can be extremely transparent, more than probably the government or anybody else, any other content you can get around. So we'll go around the the horn here, we'll go uh, Chad, uh, Scott, then Jason with first words tonight. Week 10, isn't it? Week 10, things are flying. So we got nine more weeks to make a lot of money betting on NFL games. What yeah, you know, uh, last week was a uh, was another good profitable week for us. Um, you know, we've been consistent. I mean, the NFL has been, been the most consistent thing um, for me all year. Uh, missed the Hawthorne effect yesterday, but, uh, you know, took a listen to it. Uh, got my mind going, flowing on these picks for today. So I think we're going to have another profitable week. I mean, we've, we've been consistent. We've got our process. Um, we keep, you know, adding to it and making it better every week. And it's showing. Yeah, 18-7, seven, 72%. That's huge, right? 59% you can live in Vegas, 52% uh, break even. So 72%, really happy, giddy with my bankroll when you look at kind of pop like that. Right in time for the holidays. What do you think, uh, Scott? Oh, we're starting to hit our stride now, which is, which is, you know, a great thing. You know, we've been up in the 65, you know, except that one week that we struggled, we've been up. 70%, 72% on the eight, you know, stuff like that. So we're starting to hit our stride now. And as, as we always talk about, we're trans, you know, we're transparent. You can watch the show. You can see our picks. They're all out there to, to be had. Um, and that's a, that's a great thing. So, you know, I'm really happy, you know, we get, we're going to, we're going to get to 73% this week. I have a feeling we're going to get that 73 to 77% this week. So. Yeah, and this is a good slate. Yeah. It sets up really good. So, yeah, and that's the goal that Scott set up for a 73%. First year on the podcast, got 64, then 64, then 63, then 59. So, 73% really, really good. Um, tax people, IRS, uh, you can turn the you can turn the podcast off. Then <laughs> turn it off later. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to another. Great week. I mean, congratulations, you guys. Uh, two really strong back-to-back -back weeks. Um, um, and yeah, I've you know started as a listener, and um, you know glad to be here uh, helping uh, log and verify picks, and um, learned a lot. And um, you know, other things. I even caught an extra game last week just by taking uh, um, some of the picks off key numbers. So keep, watch those. Uh, you know, those threes. You know, look for two and a halfs and. Uh, you know, on the, uh, you know, make sure you get paid. So um, if I spot any of those on the sheet, I'll jump in as well um, as we're going through the games. No, that's huge because uh, that's, that's how we know uh, Chad as well. 
uh, you know, listening to the podcast because collaboration is very, very important. It's very important to get an edge because I think it, I don't know what you guys think, but in my world society, there's so many people who think they know everything and they're legends in their own mind. And we live in a $137 trillion market. So a lot of people make it just off luck. And then in a $137 trillion market, it's hard not to make it in the US, right? So a lot of people get by by luck and they don't understand that unless you understand your surroundings, you could be in a, you know, put your foot on a minefield. And uh, sports betting is different than all types of gambling at the casino. At the casino, it's about 20%. So for us, it hit 72%, almost four times more than the average better does. That's huge. And I remember watching the Mueller report out in the background. Oh, yeah, the Mueller report doesn't have the methods or the underlying evidence. So we, we give you transparency, give you the perspectives, what we've done in the past, nobody else does that. And we give you the underlying methods, right? That intrigue Scott, uh, that intrigue, that, uh, intrigue uh, Jason and Chad, right? And now they're collaborating, we're all collaborating together. You see it on TV, oh, we're gonna collaborate, da, 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 da. We're actually doing it to make picks and we give you the underlying evidence, we give you the whys, because salesmen think short-term and businessmen think long-term. And in my world, using the securities part of it, the investment part of it, to like Elon Musk, the richest man in the world says, to get to the truth, we can only get close to the truth because we're middle-class, upper-middle-class people. We can get close to the truth to predict outcomes. In corporate governance, uh, it's gonna be huge this week. So first game, is going to be the Atlanta Falcons going over there Thursday night, plus three in the revenge game for Carolina. Uh, coach is going to start PJ Walker, whatever his name is. I remember at Temple when he used to play USF, and I was happy because he sucked as a quarterback at uh, Temple. Pretty much beat him every time we played him. Matt Rule, defensive style. Uh, he likes quarterbacks that suck, so he can put it on the defense. Uh, and now he is in the NFL, so he tore up Atlanta last time. Uh, in a revenge game situation, Atlanta's not that good, but they're getting really good coaching from Arthur Smith. Uh, they should have beat uh, the Chargers last week, but they let them off the hook. Now in a short week, uh, with a cheap team that's going through a divorce, the team's in trust. Uh, the guy that owns Atlanta Falcons, uh, he owns Home Depot, gets married to a young lady who's now eight years later trying to take all his money. <laughs> so that's why the team's in a trust and they're not paying for backups, especially with a recession coming. Going to Carolina, and Carolina's a fire sale owned by David Tepper, who used to own a hedge fund. He had 25 million billion with a B dollar hedge fund. He sells it, makes it a family firm with his big clients, takes $3 billion, keeps one for himself and his family, two to buy the Panthers. But he, he says this is a retirement job. So he's not only the owner, he's the executive vice president, co-general manager, probably really the head coach right now. 
using analytics, you like betting against analytics teams. Steve Wilkes, I think he's trying to get around it or whatever his name is. That's why he's starting PJ Walker and trying to act crazy, you know, chaos to get away from the analytics. So I like Carolina plus three. Uh, I like it over 42. What do you guys think? We'll go uh, Scott, then Chad. I want to agree, but I, I'm, I might be the Ruth here again. <laughs> Carolina just played three days ago. Joe Mixon completely ran all over them. 155 yards, four touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Short week. Carolina did not have time to adjust or readjust their running defense. I think Atlanta, this, this suits Atlanta perfectly. Atlanta runs the ball. Atlanta is their strength is running the ball, offensive line, all that stuff. Arthur Smith is just going to run the ball right down Carolina's throat. I don't think Carolina is going to be able to stop the, the, the two-headed monster now of Tyler Algier and Corderell Patterson. So I'm going to pick Atlanta in this game. And I'm going to go the over in this game. I think both teams showed they could score. I think both Carolina's defense is totally worn down against what Cincinnati did to them. And I think Carolina can run the ball and, and do enough to, to score in the low 20s. So I'm going to I'm going to take Atlanta in the over in this. Atlanta in the over. I think, uh, Chad, uh, teams, home teams on Thursday night cover about 80% of the time. And whenever I go against revenge game theory, I lose. What do you think, Chad? Man, so I'm with you guys here on the over. I love the over here. I think this game is going to be a little bit higher scoring. 42 is a little low. Um, but, man, I, I'm with Scott. I'm going to take Atlanta on the money line here. Um, I I really think, man, that two-headed monster running the ball, Cordero Patterson brought the boom, man. He's running that ball hard. I think they're going to be able, you know, to to be able to dictate a little, a little you know, tempo with the run game here, you know, and then with Pitts. And London on the outside, getting a couple of timely big plays, the plus one with Mariota. I just think Atlanta's in a lot better place right now than Carolina as a franchise in a division game. You know, Atlanta's competing to win this division. They're at their up at the top. They, you know, they can't afford to lose this game. I don't trust them with the three points, but I like Atlanta on the money line over the 42. Atlanta on the money line uh, over the 42. Uh, another reason for my pick, too, is watching Atlanta last week, they were chaotic. It was chaos. Uh, and that's why they lost. You really didn't lose the game because of talent or anything else. Uh, poor, we'll get to him later, but poor Brendan Staley, he's doing everything. And he looked, the poor guy, young guy, looked like he was going to have a heart attack on the sidelines, just controlling everything and organizing everything. Um, that he did a better job. Sorted than Arthur Smith. Cal uh, Smith was running wide open, or Cal Pitts was running wide open, and he he run ran the wrong route, right? Which we know from him being a basically a criminal, running the wrong routes and just being disorganized was the reason they lost. He called the perfect play. Mariota threw it where he was supposed to, but he missed it, right? And it reminds me, I put this in the front of the, uh, in the front of the Hawthorne Effect podcast, but it fits what uh, Arthur Smith went through and kind of like what Coach Wills was talking about, his revenge games. This Chicago Dennis Green back in the day, 
This is what happened. They got three, uh, three different. Uh, there's not a consensus on the on the, uh, the side. Um, do I get to do a tie-breaking vote? <laughs> right. You pick one of the three. Yeah, good. I'm I'm actually thinking Carolina at three and a half plus three and a half. So that's even. We're all different. Yeah, we're all different. <laughs> this is gonna be a crazy we're all different. Right, and this the, is uh, the, the thing with Carolina's defense is this. Joel Mixon had struggled for almost the entire year. Carolina comes to town. He runs the ball 155 yards, four touchdowns. Burrow threw the ball 20 times last week against right. Carolina, 20 or 25. So Carolina, and now you have three days to try to fix that. Their defense is tied and worn out. I just think Atlanta, this, this, this game theory – goes perfectly with what Atlanta wants to do. Perfectly. And I think that's that's why Atlanta is going to win this game. I think they can win this game going away, to be honest with you. Right. Well, I'll play this and then I'll recap the game. Their game, everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we got them off the hook. <laughs> That's basically what best coaching uh, rant ever. Yeah, no, no. We had John Bronson, who was on that Arizona team, Dennis Green, did a great interview with him, and I'll, I'll post it online. It's on YouTube. Did a great interview with him, and we went through that because he was he actually lived it, <laughs> and he, he remembered that. But that's what Steve O's felt. That's what Atlanta felt last week against the Chargers. So on this one, uh, last time we did this with a Thursday night game. With the Tampa Bay, and it was a split decision. Scott and Chad had Baltimore covering. It was a bad pick on my part. Should have picked Baltimore, but I had the over. I had the Baltimore over. The Jason monetized. So <laughs> this collaboration, right? So this is probably going to be a crazy game. Uh, there's no consensus on the side. Uh, well, because Chad went uh, Atlanta money line, right? Yeah, we got on Atlanta minus three. All right, so and you got Carolina. So consensus pick is going to be Atlanta money line, right? And Scott went over, and I went under. And where did Chad go? You went over, Chad. Over. You went over. You went over, Josh. Who me? You said over. You said, you said over. over. I misspoke. I'm going under. My theory is that they were in a shootout last time. Uh, Carolina, pro teams, you'll see it in the NBA, the Lakers, right? Pro teams usually don't get blown out two weeks in a row. And then Steve Wilkes was running his mouth about beating Atlanta, and then that's why P.G. Walker's in there, because how well he played against Atlanta last time. So Steve Wilkes is a defensive guy, short week, like the under. So I'm going under. I'm going Carolina plus three and a half, get it off that key number, like Jason's saying. Scott's going Atlanta minus three, but we're going the money line to create consensus, right? What they should do in Congress. Yep. Create a consensus. Yep. Atlanta money line. And then I'm going under. Scott's going over. What are you going, Chad? Over. Over. Chad, so the over. Yep. Pick is Atlanta Falcons. 
on the money line over 42. Last week we were 18 and 7, 72% consensus pick. So so we're all Ruth this this game. All of us yeah. are off. Yeah. Yeah, we're all yeah, this is this is the weirdest. We gotta we gotta move on, man. This game's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, this game is all over the place. We're let's go, let's go to Germany, boys. Yeah, let's go to Coney Barrett and, and Kavanaugh because Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh are pissing off the conservatives because they're going off script and taking up some liberal causes. So we'll call this one a uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett. But now let's go to Munich, Germany to make things even more confusing. And finance was complicated, two or more things, right? So people just tell you one thing about a game, it's more complicated than that. Uh, you got Seattle, Pete Carroll doing a great job designing a season, right? Doing a great job in the summer, uh, in the spring for the fall game plan. It's plus three against Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady looked relieved. And they were like, is Tom Brady relieved because the divorce is final or because he won a game? Nobody knows. <laughs> but he looked very relieved. He's going to have fun in Munich. I probably want to go to Berlin, the, the love parade. Uh, two defensive coaches, defense in the running game travels. Rigid thinking, they both think the same way. So definitely give me the under and give me Tampa Bay uh, money line as Tampa Bay feels better about themselves going in to Pete Carroll. And they know what kind of defense you're going to play. Uh, Vita Vea was a monster. Uh, Levante David, um, Carlton Davis III, and Devin White, right? Uh, I like those guys, defense, and then the running game. Uh, Scott was telling me yesterday, and then the, the guy that I know who's going to be on that trip to Munich on the Bucks front office was talking about the third string running back. They like him a lot. So defense and running game, Tampa Bay, money line, under 45. What do you think, Scott and Chad? So I heard a stat today. Any underdog that has a winning record is undefeated against any favorite that has a losing record. I'm staying with that trend. Seattle gets no respect. I'm going with Seattle plus two and a half, and I'm going the under. Points bet has it at two and a half. So that's off the key number. I'm going Seattle. Seattle has proven time and time again all year that they can play with anybody and win any game in any situation. Geno Smith's been great. Their running game is phenomenal. They have two stud wide receivers on the outside. I think that's going to be too much for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay still didn't look good last week against the Rams. So I, I don't – they won, but I don't like them in this spot as a favorite. So give me Seattle plus the two and a half, and I'm going under. Yeah, the Seahawks five and three. Uh, they played some good teams and they beat them. What do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah, man, I I'm with you guys on the under here. I love this under. Um, definitely think this will be a lower scoring game. I think that early morning setting, um, you know, for Seattle, this is like 6:30 a.m. for them yep. on the West Coast. So definitely like that for the under. Um, and God, I, I've been going back and forth the last two days with Tampa Bay money line and Seattle plus the three. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take Tampa Bay on the money line here. 
I think they're going to pull out this win. It's going to be a grinded out game. I think it's going to be really close. You know, Seattle plus three and a half might hit a middle here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do think the three hour time difference does give Tampa Bay a little bit of a travel advantage. You know, it's 9.30 a.m. In, in Florida versus 6.30 a.m. in Seattle. Um, you know, so I definitely think that's going to play to the under and, and Tampa Bay on the money line give them a, a little bit of, of an edge just uh, adjusting to that time change. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay on the money line uh, under the 45. All right. So that's the consensus. And for this one, uh, Scott's going to be the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Dissenting. Never works for me. This never works for me. The notorious <laughs> or RGB. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because we do our research and we're good at what we do. So being the outlier, but, but we could both we we could we could both be right here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Hundred percent. So consensus: Tampa Bay under forty-five. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coming off their big win over the, <laughs> the, the disastrous Las Vegas Raiders going against Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid was in a tight one last time. The Mormon connection, right? So Andy Reid lost to his Mormon head coach friend from the same mission, Frank Wright. Is he going to help his friend Peterson uh, cover this game? Uh, I think he's going to try it, but uh, Jacksonville is so inept and they're so depleted on defense uh, flying into Kansas City. Kansas City has the highest uh, winning, one of the highest rigid percentages tied with Denver at home. it's a conference game, not a division game. I hate giving Andy Reid all this money because he is going to stop, put the pedal on the middle. But the problem is going to be that the Jacksonville's offensive line sucks so bad against the front four of Spagnolo that even uh, taking the pedal off the middle, I don't think Trevor Lawrence can really do anything because against that zone, he's going to airmail it. He's a very inaccurate quarterback. He was inaccurate in high school, he was inaccurate in college, and now he's inaccurate in the NFL. Kudos to him for failing forward, but because I don't get that type of luck. So he does, but against uh, a team that has high aspirations as uh, Kansas City, uh, he's not going to be able to cover the nine points. I'll take it off that, so I'll put it at nine. Uh, and definitely it's going to go under – the 51 or by the half point, make it 51 because Jacksonville can't score. And then Andy Reid's not going to run up the score and buddy there uh, with that offense. So he might score 30 points. So, yeah, I see this game being 37 7. 37 7, Kansas City. What do you think? We'll go Chad and Scott. Oh, Scott, I want to hear, hear what you think first. You go. Nine points is a lot of points, even Jackson, even Jacksonville, but it's at Kansas City, which is a deciding factor for me. Kansas City is a one-dimensional team now, and I, I never like one-dimensional teams with high high uh, numbers here, like Kansas City's favorite by nine here. Yeah. Nine and a half, but I'm with you, Josh. I'm, I'm buying down to nine. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City. 
minus the nine. I'm definitely taking the under. It's not. It's not going anywhere near the, the yeah. even ten. They played Tennessee last week. It was twenty seventeen. So they they're not going near the fifty one. It's going to be really close to the nine, but I'm going to take. I'm going to say Kansas City wins by ten. I'm going to be- say they're going to barely cover this. Um, I, I do think that if they get up by two two touchdowns or three touchdowns at halftime, I think Andy Reid is going to pull Philadelphia and take the pet the, the foot off the gas and um, and just run the ball a lot and try to get his running game going here. So um, give me Kansas City minus the nine and give me the under fifty one. All right. All right. Uh, you know, so man. I really think this line is going to balloon. Um, I think what Scott says, right? I mean, I think Kansas City probably wins this game right at about, you know, 10 points, you know, somewhere between 7 and 11. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be looking at this Jacksonville balloon line. If it stays under the 10, I'll probably get it at the nine and a half nine and play that. But I think this game is going to be a little lower scoring. You know, I think, you know, you got the buddy ball. Uh, with Reed and okay. Peterson, um, you know, and I just think that backdoor cover is going to be there um, yeah. for them in this game. You know, they're going to keep Peterson's, you know, Peterson's an offensive guy. He's going to try to score late. Um, so I just, I think you're not, you're not going to be out of this one. It's going to be probably about 36 to 37 degrees at kickoff. It's going to be a colder game, um, you know, tends to maybe take away a little from the offense maybe make this a little more of a run game, lower scoring. I think the lower scoring aspect is going to be good for Jacksonville on a, on a balloon line here, north of 10 and a half. So I'm looking at the Jacksonville balloon line and under the 51. I like that. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to check that too. So that one will, will, will uh, earmark for the live stream. The Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I might go, if it gets too crazy, it gets to 17. Might go the other way, so I'll bet it now. Kansas City minus nine, and uh, definitely under. I don't, I don't think it's getting up to seventeen. I I think it's going to settle right around 12, 12 and a half. Yeah. I think that's where it probably is going. To I can settle. see it getting pushing fourteen, probably, yeah. but no how Yeah, thirteen. Sometimes it will get crazy. Yeah, like twenty minutes before kickoff. Is anything no double figures? I'm going Jacksonville. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for an eleven, man. I think Jacksonville plus eleven, plus eleven and a half. You're looking good. Yeah. Now, uh, I'll, I'll give you some quick NFL analysis before we go to the next game, real quick. Fifteen seconds. Uh, Scott mentioned about the Kansas City running game. Now, eighty percent of the teams run air raid, which means that quarterback goes to the line. He sees seven guys there. He's going to run it eight. You're going to pass. Uh, what Andy Reid's doing is now that Mahomes is cleared from uh, the championship game where he lost the oxygen to his brain, his body's right. They're running Mahomes. So you make three first downs with your legs. You won 70% of the time. Last week, he ran six times, 63 yards. Now, for the running game, but Reid is doing is going to a big body receiver like Smith Schuster for the short pass West Coast offense because the West Coast offense in the air raid are cousins. So he's doing a little West Coast offense, quick slant, using the short passing game as the running game. And then, of course, you got Travis Kelsey. 
17 targets, 10 receptions, and 106 yards. You're tight end, right? Which is West Coast offense. Uh, Bill Walsh using the pass, short passing game, your quarterback, as you're running it. But he'll flip. He'll, he'll switch it because his, his line is a run blocking, good run blocking line. They can do that. He's just doing it, you know, get his kicks as a strategist. He's, he's, also, he's also trying to use McCall Hadman in the Tyreek Hill role. That's right. another thing I see. I see. So. Yeah, and Pacheco, because Pacheco looks like a Tyreek Hill to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's wearing the same number. He does. Disrespecting him. Yep. So, the consensus pick is Kansas City minus nine, under 51, but we're going to look at the live stream uh, the half hour before kickoff to see how high that line goes. People just finally failing in favorites. Uh, this is a good game. The Insomnia game of the week. Houston at the Giants. And the Giants, D-Ball, who's great strategist, has that style, plus one style that won the national title at Alabama against a beat-up Houston team going there on the road. Too much pressure on, um, on Davis Mills. He makes one mistake, the game is over. Uh, definitely going under at the sound of my voice right now. I'm going to do it. So I'm listening to Scott and Chad. I'm going to bet the under uh, 40 and a half right now. This is an under game through and through. Uh, that guy, the receiver for Houston is coming back. So that's going to be interesting, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. Uh, no depth on defense. Got to protect that defense. Keep the score low. Uh, give me the Giants. Minus five, maybe. I'm going to listen to the guy's thing. Or Houston plus five. I'm running around that in my brain right now. Uh, what do you guys think? We'll go Scott and Chad. So... This is going to be a total running game, so I, I totally agree with the under here. I, I think it's it, this could even be closer to 30 than it, than it is 41. Um, I think Saquon's going to have a huge day. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have to do much of anything in this game. Um, and Houston also wants to run the ball, too. I like the Giants in this situation. I, I think Houston coming up to the Giants, the Giants are a physical team on defense. I think that they can they can shut they can control the running game for Houston to a, to a, a, an extent. I do think the way the path that Houston has to cover this game is if Brandon Cooks, who is totally unhappy right now, gets fed the ball ten to twelve targets on Sunday, which could which could happen, it's very possibly happen. But I still like the Giants winning by a touchdown. I think they get back on track here, and I like the under in this game. I think Saquon's going to have a huge game this weekend. So that's where yep. I'm going. Same, same thing here, man. Giants coming off a bye week. Um, you know, they had had a tough loss up in Seattle, The you know, the game before the bye week. So they have had that loss in their mouth for two weeks. Like them at home to get that taste out of their mouth. Giants minus five and under the 41 all day. They need to win to stay in the division. That's the other thing I forgot yeah. to mention. They have to because if they fall two or three games behind Dallas and Philly, they're not getting back in it. So, yeah, what well, convinces me to go Giants minus five, making unanimous uh, under the 40.5 is that, you know, the Giants are coming off a bye. And yeah. It's a depleted team. So that gives the Giants a clear advantage. 
right. Yep. Unanimous pick, Giants minus five, under 40 and a half. Uh, I made a lot of money. First games of the season. Uh, time where Tomlin has time to prepare. He is all about football, especially during football season. Uh, give me Pittsburgh coming off a bye, giving uh, Tomlin, Super Bowl winning coach, been there 12 years, always makes the playoffs, uh, to beat uh, New Orleans in a game that will also go under 40, 41.5. It's at 45. I'll buy the half point, make it under 41. Uh, and Pittsburgh is a dis- dysfunctional team, so I'll buy the half point and go plus two. I won't go money line because it'll be a crazy close game. But the Steelers with time to prepare. New Orleans, the Benson family, Lori Benson, uh, another gold digger who ends up with the team, Lori Benson, owner of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think she's, she just wants to play for backups. They just have, have bad management there. Uh, in Pittsburgh, I don't know. They're always going on the cheap. It's still on those five racetracks. If you listen to the off-season po- podcast, <laughs> Scott and I have. Uh, they're still on those red, uh, those up there in the Northeast. They're still on those racetrack, the Rooney family. So very interesting money situation there. Uh, but give me the Steelers coming off the bye. Tomlin getting time to prepare. Give me Pittsburgh in the under with Scott and Chad. I agree with you 100%. I, I think that Pittsburgh, Tomlin, especially watched that game on Monday night where Baltimore just ran up and down the field on New Orleans. Baltimore controlled the, the game, had the ball for 40 minutes. That New Orleans defense is going to be tired, short week, you know, coming coming up into a colder weather environment. Mike Tomlin has it where he wants. He's talked about getting Jalen Warren, the backup running back, more involved because Najee's not doing doing the job. So I love Pittsburgh in this spot at home in an under game for sure. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the points under the 41. What do you think, Chad? All right. Coming down to me. Um, man, you gotta, gotta love the under in this one. Um, definitely going to be a very, very low scoring game. Been very successful this year on these Pittsburgh uh, team total unders. Um, you know, this, this game's a tough spot here. You know, the Saints coming off a tough home loss on Monday night. They're a little bit on a short week. Um, you know, the uh, Steelers are coming off the bye week here. So definitely um, have that rest advantage. You know, coming off the bye week at home, um, you know, against a three and six Saints team uh, that really, really struggled against the Ravens. Yeah, I think this is a good spot here for the Steelers uh, on the money line to win this game and uh, stay under the 40 in a, in a really, really just low, boring scoring game. I think Pittsburgh can can grind out like a 17-14 win here. So I'm going to go under the 40 Pittsburgh money line. All right, so that makes it unanimous. I wouldn't go the money line. Pittsburgh, I would go the plus. But you know, you got to look at the money difference, right? Whether the money line makes that much difference. Uh, 
possible half unit Pittsburgh plus two and then half unit Pittsburgh money line. Yeah, that's usually what I do. I usually do half a unit, put the spread in there just so like if they cover and don't win, you, you break even, you don't take a loss. But yeah, so that's probably what I'll do there. Half a unit money line, half a unit plus two. Yeah, I might as well. Okay. Yeah. Scott makes it consistent. We got to stay away from the money line. Because Pittsburgh teams, like, they're a loser team now where you can't uh, you can't bet on them coming to Thanksgiving dinner with the food they said they were going to bring. Uh, but the consensus will be Pittsburgh money line plus two under 41. Another game with two bad teams, right? There's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL. Let me take advantage of that. It's going to be the Chicago Bears fire sale against uh, the Detroit Lions fire sale. Getting Rick Hawkinson, the best player on offense. Uh, and then Chicago getting rid of their two best players on defense. Cutting payroll, cutting labor costs in front of a recession. Game is in Chicago. And that's going to make a difference. Uh, Dave Campbell has not won a road game as a coach. Uh, they struggle on the road. Uh, Chicago has a bunch of young players with false hope. Justin Fields wants to make a name for himself. And Detroit has the worst defense in the history of football. So, again, you can't trust Chicago with the points. Uh, since both defenses are missing players and they're uh, – Chicago defense had a chance to be good, but now they're missing their two best players. So I like the over 48, even though uh, Detroit played an under game last week, trying to battle it out against Chicago. What's the weather going to be like there, Jason? It's gonna, I haven't checked. It's supposed to be dropping. 40, 46 degrees at game time So what's projected. 46 degrees. There's not going to be any snow there or any precipitation. Nah, it doesn't look like any snow. I think we're you're safe there on the over. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go. I'm going to go the over because the defenses are too bad. Don't don't fret if it's three nothing at halftime. Both defenses are going to be depleted, and you'll see a lot of points scored in the second half of this game. So give me the Bears on the money line. Over 48 points. We go Scott and Chad. Detroit's, again, as I talked about with Atlanta Carolina, Detroit's big-time weakness on defense is the rush defense. Will Chicago do well? Run the ball. Detroit will not stop Justin Fields. This could be another 125 to 150 rushing yard game for Justin Fields by himself. Right. Chicago's going to run for over 200, 200 yards in this game, I believe. I think Chicago Chicago is going to win this game. So I'm going to take – I'm going to agree 100% with you, take Chicago on the money line, and I'm going to take the over because I think that Detroit's going to have to score to keep this game close, and I think they will. So I think this could be a 31-27 type of game. So give me yeah. Chicago on the money line and give me the over. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Chicago at home here gets this home win. Uh, you know, they've they've been, you know, they've been playing decent football, showing some signs, some spurts of it. 
you know, the Detroit's coming off a really, really big win against Green Bay at home. You know, who knows the last time they beat Green Bay. Um, you know, so they're kind of, I think, you know, they'll be on a little bit of a hangover, a uh, little bit of a celebration. You know, that's their Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, the Bears here at home, I think, you know, both these defenses are very, very depleted. Both offenses can can score the ball, have explosive players. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you guys. I definitely like Chicago on the money line to win this game and this one to uh, go over the 48 and a half points. All right. So Chicago money line over 48, unanimous decision. Uh, the Cleveland Clowns go over to the Heat in Miami. It has a fire because there's a hurricane bearing down, and usually that that blows the uh, humidity out of there. So uh, they had a really good game last last time. I think it's going to be a mean. Not going to be Monday Night Football. It's Jacoby Brissett. And I think Jacoby Brissett has to have some PTSD. I remember one game where he was just sweating in his helmet. You could see him um, just totally hydrating watching this. So he, he probably does have PTSD. It's going to be a lovely 83 degrees, 70% humidity. Um, actually, it's going to be be 81 percent humidity right 81 percent humidity on game time on sunday so as long as it makes sense uh you want to go ahead and take miami's second half line uh, i think miami minus the three because they have a good defense that will shut down that running game especially in the beginning and then uh, they'll be able to score on them with Tyree Kill, et cetera. Except I'm going to go under 49 because of the Cleveland running game and because Cleveland has to keep this game under control. They don't want to get into a, a shootout with Miami. And, again, look at the weather, man. 71, 81% humidity. This is set at night. This is going to be at night. So during the game, it's going to be 82 with the humidity, all right? So extremely high. It's early. Yeah. Pardon me? It's early. It's a 10 a.m. game. 10 a.m. game here, 1, 1 p.m. So 1 p.m. is going to be 82 degrees, 69% humidity. At game time, 1 o'clock Miami time. 10 a.m. our time. But we're going to be watching football since 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> we're going to get all day football, all day and night. Uh, so give me under 49, Miami second half line, and Miami uh, minus three. What do you think, uh, uh, Scott and Chad? I'm going to agree with you 100%. I think the one weakness Miami has on defense that showed against Chicago was Running quarterbacks. Brissett's not a running quarterback anymore. Um, so I think Miami will stack the box and try to stop Nick, stop Nick Chubb. I think this could be Chubb's first mediocre game. I don't think he's going to he's gonna have 100 yards this, this week. I think he's going to get like about 60. Um, and I, I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to handle the speed of the wide receivers in Miami. So 
I love Miami in this spot at home. Seems like they've been on the road all year so far, but I love them at home. I love the under and I love the second half line. So I'm 100% agreement with you, Josh. And that's yeah, what I'm going What's going on with that second half line in Florida with Jacksonville and Tampa Bay last week? Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Jack? It's going to happen. Oh, gosh. And I'm with you guys on the under here, under 49, looking at that Miami second half line. But, I mean, the Browns are coming off of bye week here. They play low-scoring ball control games. They are one of the best rushing teams. Nick Chubb is, I mean, one of the best backs in the NFL. I mean, I mean, if you just look at Cleveland's – I mean, you know, they, they just are coming off a spanking of the Bengals, an absolute spanking. And on the bye week, so you take all that confidence into a rest week. Um, you know, but before that, they lose to the Ravens, you know, 23-20 in uh, a really close game. I mean, they did get spanked by the Patriots, but then you go back to the Chargers, they lose 28-30. to They lose to the Falcons, 23-20. to uh, They lose to the Jets, 31-30. to They they beat the Panthers, 26-7. So, I mean, they, they just they played in close games every day. Only one game has been more than four points on a – Plus four. They've only had one game where they they didn't cover plus four the whole the, the whole year. So, um, golly, I, I I'm gonna go Browns plus four in this spot. I think this is this is I think Miami wins this one by a field goal. Um, you know I think the Browns can stay in this and be competitive and and you know take this take this one down down to the wire. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go the Ruth here. I'm gonna take the Browns. I'm gonna take that running game off the bye week. Uh, after a spanking of the Bengals, been playing close games all year. I'm gonna, I'm going to say they're going to keep it close, and it's going to you know we all agree it's going to be a lower scoring game in the under, you know. So I think that that'll keep it a closer scoring game overall that that under. So Browns plus four under forty nine for me. I think what the what the Miami front office did for this team in the two trades they made was they became a solidified complete team in right. Miami. They're a dangerous team now in the AFC. They're yeah. more dangerous than they were before. So I really like them a lot right now. Right. And, and, and the clincher for me with Miami, the minus three, is going to be that second half. Because most are mm-hmm. they're going to run most of the second half. And those Cleveland guys uh, who go out, party, drink too much, right? The evidence is Miles Garrett crashing his Porsche into little pieces. Uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, – they're going to be at it. They're in shape, but football shape, but not for that kind of heat and humidity. Second half, then Miami running the ball, most are the cover. So the consensus pick is Miami minus three, second and a half line under 49, with Chad being the Ruth Bader Ginsburg and dissenting. <laughs> the dissenting vote. All right. Next game is I'm done with the Ruths. Or when we we double disagree, uh, uh, I don't know if there's a if there's a worse feeling than being the Ruth picking the Browns. <laughs> Analytics team, well, I am eighty percent picking. So when I pick against the Browns, you have a twenty percent chance of being right. Historically, if you look at the historical numbers, <laughs> uh, Minnesota going to Buffalo, uh, Buffalo. Uh, they're, they're trying to get money for that stadium. Uh, they had the vote yesterday. It, it, it was close. Uh, obviously, the refs are going to give them the paw because the refs 
not illegal for the Mercs to make bad calls as long as it's making the league money. Remember, the league is a commercial real estate company. Entertainment, highest best use of the land. For us, it's highest best use of time, making money off the games, watching it. Uh, I like Buffalo minus three. Minnesota is a cheap team. Uh, I like a little bit of return to the mean in this one with, uh, you know, Minnesota being 7-1, doing well, going against Buffalo, and Buffalo uh, getting some players back on defense. Uh, the over-under is 43. And what's the weather going to be in Buffalo? Because both the line and the total drop. There's one huge Josh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, there's one huge factor in this game. And the reason that's the reason why I'm not picking this game right now. I'll wait until Sunday. Okay. Josh Josh Allen has an elbow injury and they're not sure if he's playing this week. Ah. We, we, we knew he was so, hurt. We said that last week. He had he he had, he hurt his UCL UCL on the last Jets pass a second to last Jets pass rush. Mm-hmm. Right after that, he threw a seventy-yard bomb that was incomplete to Gabe Davis. So I don't know if he's playing or not. That for me makes me not even want to touch this game right now and wait until Sunday because if Josh Allen's not playing, I would tend to lean toward Minnesota. Well, that game. that. That line, I would say, is assuming he's playing. Yes, that line is assuming. Plus three and a half, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't play, that line is definitely going going to sway way toward Minnesota. Uh, so it's going to come down to close to even by Sunday. If we find out he's not playing. If he's playing, I think it's staying the same. If he's not playing, it's going to change completely. So I, I'm not even going to touch this game right now. I, you know, I'm not trying to get out of it, but I, I just the Josh Allen factor with the injury leads me to believe that if he's not playing, I would probably lean toward Minnesota. If he does play, I would probably lean toward Buffalo. So, right, I like Case Keenum though, and, and I'll give you that. Uh, no, I do too. I do too, but I think they'll scale back the offense a little bit with Case Keenum playing. I think you'll see a lot more Devin Singletary and Naheem Hines in this game. So, you know, and that you know that that's the factor for me. It's, it's big for the total too, because Josh Allen plays and this game goes over, but yeah, he doesn't Josh play. I think if Ken plays the game still goes over. And I give you this. Uh Ken Dorsey, his offense is a drop back offense. He studied during the offseason where D ball ran Josh Allen. But Josh Allen liked that D ball kind of offense where there's 10 to 15 plan runs for the quarterback. Ken Dorsey doesn't believe in that. He believes in Case Keenum with a dropback quarterback. So I think the offense, the Ken Dorsey and his heart offense, is better suited for Case Keenum. So I'm going to, right now, whether it's Case Keenum, and this is, you know, Chad knows that I'm big on this, marginal utility. That uh, marginal utility says, what value do you get plus more, right? And we're talking about this situation, yes. In the trajectory of a 17-16 game season, there's a big difference between Josh Allen and Case Keenum. But in oh, no a doubt. game no situation, doubt. right? So you have a backup, and especially Ken Dorsey. Uh, we look. You talk about corporate governance and fundamental analysis. Uh, we all saw that video, Ken Dorsey, how pissed he was at the end of Miami game, where he was basically trying to kill himself, throwing papers, punching everything, right? 
So he's very dedicated guy, very smart guy. When he was at Miami, he was a, he was a foreign exchange student, Rhodes Scholar 4.0 guy, smart guy, dedicated guy. So what that means to us is he has a package and series of plays specifically designed for Case Keenum, which the best game he's going to do in is this game if he starts. It's going to be the best game you see Case Keenum because he has his own particular package that, guess what? Minnesota has no idea what it is because they haven't seen it on film, nor have they seen exactly. it in, um, in the preseason. So I'll stick to my uh, guns here and go uh, Bills minus three over 45 because remember the average score of an NFL game historically even though they say some years they score a lot whatever years they say they score a lot when you look at it at the end of the year it's 45 so this being at 43 and a half is priced to go over taking all the consideration uh, that we have but all right let me this game will earmark it for you know the line change by the stream. All right, let me let me put something on something on thing here. This is a Case Keenum revenge game. I'm going to assume that Case Keenum is going to play because all the talk I heard today was this is an AFC NFC game. It's not important for the conference stuff like right. that. So it led me to believe that Case Keenum was was gonna was gonna start, even though I'm not definite on it yet. This is a Case Keenum Stefan Diggs revenge game. Right. The last time Minnesota went deep in the playoffs, Case Keenum was the quarterback. Right. For, for Minnesota. I, I think Case Keenum and Steph Diggs, Stephon Diggs are going to have huge games this week because right. of that factor. Right. Because I think Case Keenum feels Minnesota gave up on him. Stephon Diggs definitely feels like Minnesota did not treat him as, as a number one receiver that he is now. So I, I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to agree with you 100%. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go the over in this game because I, I think, and if Josh Allen play, is starting, it just stay the same. And if Case Keenum's starting, it'll stay the same. So I'll go 100% with you, Josh. I'll go Buffalo in the over in this game. Yeah, yeah. Case Keenum in his money last year when he was a backup for Cleveland. Yeah. He came in and won. Yeah. Well, you're in this for the live stream, live chain right now. Uh, Chad, you have any opinion on this game? Yeah, man, I'm with you guys. I, I like Buffalo here. Um, I like Buffalo to cover the three points. And I think this goes over the 43 and a half. I mean, either way, really. So I'm, I'm pretty much, um, you know, leaning lean that way. You know, even I'm going to wait to bet it because, you know, if Case Keenum does start, I'm going to get Buffalo way better than minus three. So, right. But yeah, Buffalo, I'm looking at Buffalo here. I'm looking at the over. This will be the biggest game. We t- this will be the longest game we talk about on Sunday. Depending who's starting quarterback. Right. I think. Big 10. Big 10. All right. Uh, we'll finish that one off live stream. Denver coming off a bye, going over to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee played a real physical game against Andy Reid. Uh, Derrick Henry, 1,715 yards. Uh, Willis, I think, is better for uh, Tennessee. Than uh, Tannehill, right? Because Tannehill threw those three interceptions in the playoff game, loses games for them. Uh, Denver has a better quarterback, uh, running game, better defense. So give me Denver plus three and bet the under now. 
as uh, Chad got or speaking, I'm going to bet the under uh, 36 because this game, regardless of who the starting quarterback is for Tennessee, it's going to be a run game. Derek Henry game against a really good run defense and really good Denver uh, defense. You got to think they got that extra running back for a purpose, right? And of course, uh, what's his face as a fumbler over there for uh, Denver? The guy that used to be on San Diego. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. So, yeah. He probably is out of the picture to get the ball to the other guy. Hopefully, he doesn't fumble. But give me uh, Denver plus three. Under 37. Styles make fights. Both these coaches want, want this game to be under. What do you think, uh, Scott? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that I think Ryan Tannehill will be back this week. We talked about in terms of today, talked about pain management. It's going to be pain. So he will be back. He will be playing at less than 100%, I think. Malik Willis, they don't trust him to throw the ball, and he doesn't throw the ball. Right. So it's going to be a Derrick Henry uh, show because Denver's pass defense is for real. They're probably one of the top two secondaries in the NFL. So Tennessee may not even attempt to throw 15 passes this week. So give me Denver and give me the under. Denver, easy. Uh, yeah, you got, I mean, Denver coming off um, – you know the the London game, so they're they're coming off a bye week here. Tennessee lost an overtime game um, in that Sunday night game, so you gotta love Denver on a bye week getting points. I mean, Malik Willis, if he had played even somewhat decent, Tannehill would be resting this week. You know, so you had Malik Willis go five of sixteen for eighty for eighty yards. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just like the way he was running at the end of that game, trying to run and like think he's going to juke out a whole NFL defense. I mean, no, you can't do that stuff. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I think this is Denver plus three all the way under 36. I mean, the, Tennessee has got a lose lose situation. We got a kid that went five for 16 for 80 yards, and I got a hurt guy that's going to be trying to manage his off some cortisone shots and some pain pills before the game. So, um, yeah, I think it's a bad spot for Tennessee to be in here. Uh, you know, I, I don't think, you know, if Malik Willis starts this game, I don't – I mean, get, look at that Tennessee team total under. I can't see them scoring, you know, more than more than 14 points here. I, you get something under 14 and a half um, with Malik Willis starting. You got to look at that. So, I, uh, I'm with you guys. Denver plus three under 36 and a half. 37. Give me the half Mike point. Rib, 30. Mike Vrabel lost that game last week. Derrick Henry should have run the ball more. Oh, it's only 17 times. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? Yeah. You're going to see this team in the playoffs if you make it. Yeah, yeah. He He's overthinking. He just wants to win the division. Keep, keep uh, him on a pitch count. But this is what makes this the greatest podcast of all time, right? Chad can tell us about Tannehill and his injury, right? And a little football insight, I'll ask Chad, am I right? That the difference between being hurt and an injury is pain tolerance and your reaction to oxy or whatever you're taking for the for the pain management. Is that correct, Chad? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it just... Injured, you can't play, you're done. You know, sometimes, you know, you're they tell you, like, 
you know, it, it's, it's going to hurt, you know, with the damage is done, you can't really mess it up anymore. So, you know, whatever pain you can handle, I mean, you're not going to be, you know, putting right. yourself in a worse position. Um, you know, so it just depends or, you know, sometimes, yeah. It, I mean, that's what I think about being hurt is like, you can still, you know, if you're injured, it's like, you know, you're, you're at risk of, of cat catastrophe, um, you know, going back out there, something that, you know, could be detrimental to just your overall, you know, everyday life type stuff. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, so that's his pick. It's going to be Denver plus three under 37. Now we're going to next game is going to be the dysfunctional bowl. Uh, you really have some craziness going on here uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, how could Las Vegas lose to Jacksonville? One of the worst teams of all time. And here we see Devontae Adams, right? They paid me to come here and make plays, man. I mean, what's going on? You guys aren't making the playoffs. You're getting rid of your best defensive back, Abrams, right? Uh, you got two seconds for him to be pick, picked up. He, everything he says is crazy. He shouldn't even, I, don't, I put it on mute, so I don't have to listen to craziness, but even reading an article about him or his thing, he, he just talks crazy talk. Like when you go to the grocery store and you got a homeless person on drugs, talking. That's the way he is. Because what he says, none of it makes any sense. What he does doesn't make any sense. He gets rid of Leatherwood. He gets rid of uh, Abrams. They got no players. But look who they're playing. They are playing the Indianapolis Colts. The owner is a crackhead, right? Uh, <laughs> Jim Mercy. <laughs> he, he hired, you know, he hires an ESPN guy who used to play for him who has a barely over 500 record as a high school coach in Georgia. And the line is the Raiders minus five, definitely under 42, because uh, Indianapolis is going to have someone who's never called plays in any level of football calling the plays. Got to say it goes under. And since Indianapolis is in such disarray and it's a home game and they need fans to come back to RGB Stadium, I got to go with the Raiders minus five under 43 what do you think uh, scott in the chat the raiders minus five under 42 and a half i'm buying that points each way uh, under 45 under 43 minus five what do you think scott in the chat well, first of all, is there any line on the Durrell Academy girls soccer team who's perfect going into the state semis in that <laughs> article? This this game, if you need to take a nap, this might be the game to take a nap with. Right. I, I, Indianapolis, Ursa is must be doing drugs again because the higher Jeff Saturday is the head coach. I know. I know. It's beyond belief. It's beyond well, belief. He pays no consequences for what he did. He's tanking. He's tanking. That's what he's doing. He hired him. He's tanking. He wants to lose the rest of his games. I'm not going to pick the spread on this. I'm just going to take the Raiders on the money line because I don't trust either one of these teams yeah. at all. Yeah, based on how the Raiders play five, in the second minus five. Even though it's not going to be a lot on the money line, I'm going to check what it is. Maybe minus 250. You just have to do yeah. it. It'll look like Yeah. And I'm going the under. I have no faith in Derek Carr, and I definitely have no faith in the Colts. No. 
to do anything. Minus 250. Minus 250? Jeez. Minus 250. Yeah. That's too much. I get you. You can do All like right. a like uh, get it down yeah. to like a, yeah. you know, Vegas uh, minus two and a half with the yeah. under. I'm looking at one sec. I'm gonna pull up some alternate lines on Bovada right now. See okay. what they're at. So I'll do minus. Five. Uh, I'll do minus five money line and the under. Win two out of three. I still yeah. Minus five is one thirty. Minus four and a half. Minus one thirty five. Minus four. Minus one forty five. Minus three and a half. Minus one fifty. Yeah. Uh, minus three. Minus one eighty. Minus two and a half. Minus two hundred. You know, I, I'll take the Raiders minus five. I yeah. think they'll win by a touchdown. Indianapolis just is too. They can't too out of out of sync right now. They're just too out of sync right uh, now. They really are. You know, and, and I mean, so you know, on on the alternate lines on Bovada, it's kind of funky how they do this, but you can get minus five for one thirty, or you can get minus four and a half for minus one thirty five. It's like you're only giving up. You're barely giving up anything to get. Yeah. You know, even though five is a dead number, I mean, it still shows up sometimes. And I wish the Colts were playing a better team than the Raiders because I would definitely be all over the the, the better team. Yeah, um, yeah. The way the Colts, I'll are, go with Raiders. I think, yeah, I think you got to go Raiders minus the yeah, five just on the too. just on a fade of the Colts. Right. As bad as the Raiders suck, it's yeah. a fade of the Colts more than us picking the Raiders. And the other thing is they hired Jeff Sadie, so. I thought the first move would be Matt Ryan would be reinstalled as quarterback, but he's not. No. It's still Ellinger. And Ellinger's been – he's been a failure. Been, he's been a disaster as a quarterback. Well, he's a failure at Texas. That's why the coach, Tom Berman, yeah. got fired at Texas for recruiting this guy. Yeah, so give me the Raiders and give me the under. Raiders minus five and the under. Right. I think the Raiders can win by a touchdown here going home. They they need to win the game. They they have to win the game. And they're oh. not taking the foot off the, the, the uh, gas either. They're going to keep going. Yeah, if you can't blow them out, there's no reason for fans to pay uh, exorbitant yep. prices to watch this team play. Exactly. Exactly. And the way the Colts are, because Zach Taylor does a great job. Brandon Staley, oh, poor guy having a heart attack, doing 15 job, trying to organize the Chargers. And then Frank Reich, he got the Colts. He has a winning record there. He got the Colts to the playoffs with Philip Rivers. But it's like having somebody who has a Jerry Rig car, right, or Jerry Rig TV, that they're the only ones who get work that TV. They're the only ones who can drive that car because they know, oh, it stopped. Oh, no problem. I just have to put the gas in and I have some olive oil. I'll put it in the, the gas tank here at the red light and the car's going to go, right? Uh, he's the only one that can drive that Indianapolis car. There's nobody who can come in there. And uh, Matt Ryan isn't going to go in because he starts over eight games. They have to pay him more money. They're not going to pay him any more money this year. They're going to start the high school quarterback. Alan Jerry, he, he doesn't even throw it right. He throws it like sidearm or whatever. And all he does is run. I, got Tom Herman fired in Texas. So you got to go Vegas minus five under the 43. I, I just saw it's up to six now. In spots. Yeah, so bet it now. It's at six. Yeah, yeah. bet it now. It's going, it's it's going right up past now. seven. Okay. Yeah, bet it right now. Well, Bob. Has the minus five because after people listen to the live stream podcast, they're gonna be bidding that right, right away. All right. Yeah. All right. So Vegas minus five. Get it now. Uh, under forty three consensus. Uh, Arizona going to the Rams. 
The Rams are a disaster. Definitely going under. Get that under right now, under 42. At that key number, and you have to go with Arizona because Stafford is not going to play. He is in concussion protocol. And those backups, Chad, those backups we saw in training camp, man, you think they're going to be able to beat Arizona? They need to win bad. The Super Bowl's in their stadium. Uh, and they need a bad, and their defense is playing good. What do you think, Chad? I don't think so. Perkins or the guy from Guam. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's Matt Stafford's out 100%. Yeah, he's in concussion. And what happened to Tua, it's going to be – and the, the thing, too, that it, is it's weird the way it happened. They were trying to hide it, and then they were forced to disclose it this late in the game. He suffered that concussion in the middle of the Sunday game, and they probably have some liability because he played the whole game. He, he got well, professional doctors. Well, he shouldn't I read have played today, the whole game. I read today the thing that scares me about this is – he didn't feel any, he didn't have any symptoms until today. Right. He didn't, sh he showed up to the practice facility with symptoms right. three days after the game. That That's a no-go for me. I, I, if that. he's on the field Sunday, if yeah. he's on the field Sunday, there's a lot of shady stuff going on right. in my mind. So, right. I mean, he couldn't even do the jog through today. It wasn't even a full practice. He did a freaking jog through. He couldn't go, he couldn't go so. Yeah, I'm uh, and there's the other thing too. Kyler's got a hamstring injury too. That's that's worth monitoring in this game as well. So that's the other thing. So we may be looking at backups on both sides. I mean, the, the injury report for the Cardinals is 15 players, Rams is only seven. Cardinals are more banged up. Yeah. They had a walkthrough today as well. Kyler Murray was held out of the walkthrough with, with Arizona for hamstring. Rondell Moore and JJ Watt were both considered limited. They're all uh, Buda Baker. What Buda Baker's out with an ankle. Yeah, so Arizona's limping in this game too. Both teams are limping. So and we'll get a better idea. They they both practice tomorrow, so we'll see who practices tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll get in. That's the other thing too, right? Belichick. A lot of coaches lie about the injuries. And what was strange too was the the LA Times reporter was still in Tampa, probably having a good time. Uh, and right, he's still in Tampa. How much access did they have to the players, right? To see that this guy had a concussion? How can you not know that your starting quarterback has a concussion, right? Uh, you, you're around him every day, looking him in the eyes, and you still throw him out there on the field. And not just any field. You're throwing him out to 100% humidity and 100, you know, and 90%, 90 degrees. So who knows if it's a concussion? He might be delirious from the heat and the humidity. I've been there. It's like, are you concussed? No, I'm just extremely dehydrated because of the heat and humidity. And I can imagine pads on and a helmet. So who knows what's going on with this guy? He is old. His body's yeah. beaten up. Uh, Arizona's a younger, more hungry team in this situation. And revenge, right? They, they beat him in the playoffs. Yeah. I love the under here, but I'm going to wait to pick a side on this one. I am leaning L.A. Rams at home money line, though, right now. Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm gonna agree I, with you. Go ahead, Chad. Go ahead. Yeah, because I just think Kyler with an injured hamstring, he does, if, if he does play, I mean, I, I just think – I mean, I know something's going on in L.A., but I just feel like there's a deeper issue going on in Arizona. I mean, you've seen Kyler barking at receivers, barking at Clingsbury. I mean – 
the whole energy in Arizona seems very, very off to me. And I could see Kyler with a hurt hamstring getting a little twinge in that and saying, man, fuck this, dude. I got, you know, Luis Perez, my boy, tells me how scared Kyler Murray is of Aaron Donald. Um, right. And I'm like, dude, if he's got a hurt hamstring, that's going to get in his head even more because now he doesn't have his one weapon to evade Aaron Donald. So I'm right now I'm leaning L.A. Rams here on this money line, but I think there's a lot of these injury reports to play out. So I'm going to wait to pick it. But I, I am leaning L.A. at home here, and I, I like to, I'm picking the under regardless. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Chad. I, I think I would lean toward the Rams right now, but I'll, I'm going to wait to pick the side. I'm going to say it's going to go under. I, I personally think the Rams are a done team. I just think they're a done team. But I think the 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 philosophical differences between Kyler and Kingsbury right now. If Kyler plays, if, if Kingsbury sticks him out there with the with the bad hamstring, Aaron Donald's gonna have him for lunch all day long in that game. Cause he can't move. Because he won't be able to move. So I'm leaning toward the Rams. I'm gonna wait until Sunday. And I'm definitely taking the under. I don't think either team's gonna score. And if it's if it's a backup quarterback fest. It, it's definitely going to be one of these 13 to 10 games. So, right. You, you love field goal kickers. It's a game for you for sure. No, 100%. And, you know, Clinsbury saying that Murray's a dumb quarterback who can't read defense and doesn't spend enough time on film. That's why they have to put they it put in, it in this contract. Yeah, they took it out. Right. Disaster debacle. But, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. He feels disrespected. And he's the mediator between Kingsbury and Murray because they're not talking to each other. And he's showing leadership to get the team together. So DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the difference in that. But uh, the line change live stream, we'll look into that game. We'll, we'll finish up our thoughts on that. Who made the Packers a five-point favorite to the Cowboys who are coming off a bye? No, I think it's the other way around. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, I'm tripping. Dallas is a five-point favorite. I was about to say. Yeah, no, you're right. I read it wrong. What the heck was going on? I was about to freak out. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen some crazy lines where we're like, why? We'll take it. Like Vegas being favorite against Jacksonville at Jacksonville. All right, I'll take it. I'll take free money. Uh, Dallas minus five at Green Bay. Uh, man, Dallas – I, I have to see this game going over 43 points. 45 is the average of an NFL game. And LaFleur needs to figure out how to score. He has a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, and Dallas has a good defense coming off of by Parsons. is going to be bad out of hell. But uh, Green Bay knows that. It's a national game. They don't want to be embarrassed. It's like the bad team doesn't want to get blown out. Uh, but it's still like Dallas. My, you know what? Now they're working it through my mind. The floor. I'm gonna we'll with the line change line because if this gets plus seven, uh, I think the floor can game plan against Dallas, still lose, but not not get killed. But you know, tentatively right now, I'm gonna go Green Bay plus the five, over 43 points. Because the average score of an NFL game is 45. This is priced at 43. And this is where statistics and trends come in, too. 60% of the games so far this year have gone under. 
Vegas knows that. Vegas wants to get ahead of us. <laughs> Say, oh, I'm going to start pounding the under because it's profit with the under. We're going to go the other way. As we talked with Scott the other day, <laughs> going the other way on the trends, being the contrarian investor here and going over since we do know the average score of an asking. So again, it's 45. This is price at 43. And LaFleur is a good offensive coach, Hall of Fame quarterback who's struggling, Super Bowl winner uh, against Dallas in that running game. Uh, what do you think, Scott and Chad? For me, this, this is really simple. Dallas and the over. Da uh, Green Bay last week against Detroit, team that you can run on. Right. The defense that's terrible scored nine points in the game. No go. Aaron Rodgers does not have enough weapons around him. He does not look like a good quarterback right now because of that situation. I think Dallas is going to go into Lambeau, and I think Dallas is going to win by at least a touchdown. And it's going to be like a 28 to, to 19 game type of game. So I like Dallas minus the five and the over. Yeah, same, same for me. Dallas minus five. Man, the Green Bay is just not impressive, man. They, I think they're still getting a lot of love for only being a five-point dog with this line right now. Yeah. Um, you know, they're 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 living off the hype, the legacy. I mean, their pastime. Dallas minus five over forty-three. This one's gonna squeak over. That total's too low. So I'm risking the bit of Ginsburg uh, going to a return to the mean with Green Bay scoring some points here. And Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coach for your Green Bay Pack, dialing up the short field, dialing up a punt block or a kick return, right? Uh, we all got the over, and I'm Ruth Bader Ginsburg, liking Green Bay or whatever it might belong to as all those Dallas people drive to Biloxi and blindly bet their Dallas Cowboys. Getting it over that key number, <laughs> over the key number seven, if it balloons up. That's going to be a uh, yeah Sunday late game. All right, Sunday night football. The L.A. Chargers going against San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is coming off of a bye. Uh, the Chargers depleted cheat team. The only reason they lost last week they won last week was because uh, the Falcons lost it. They were beating that game. They did not have adequate staff for uh, Staley. is doing 15 jobs. His face was red. He looked like he was going to have a heart attack for being such a young guy, doing too many things. This is going to go under, right, because uh, the Chargers have to protect the defense because they don't have a defense. They, they're all hurt. Uh, and, and San Francisco is going to pound it, going to run it right at them, going to cover the seven points uh, and keep the game under 46. This is a blowout from an organizational standpoint. The 49ers have more backups. They have more staff to do each job within the staff. And the Chargers don't. <laughs> right? Two, two opposite franchises. One overspends. Right? They, they paid for the highest backup quarterback in the history of the NFL. Rapala, and the other franchise is owned by the Greek mafia in a trust with no money. <laughs> so you couldn't be more opposites than each other, but you use that information. Say that San Francisco is going to be minus seven. 
bet that now. Bet the under now before you can get any key number 45, get an under 46. This has been uh, going down either through manipulation or with people's money. With Scott in the chat. Sunday night football. So the charges showed last week. So here is the charges uh, season in a nutshell. If Austin Eckler does not have a huge game, the Chargers struggle to score. If Austin Eckler goes off, the Chargers are going to score 30 points. Right. I think San Francisco knows that. I think they're going to key on him. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to uh, and John Lynch are going to Lynch. dream up a scheme here. <laughs> are going to come up with a scheme to control Eckler. So I love Christian McCaffrey in this spot. The Chargers are terrible against the rush. Um, so give me San Francisco and give me the under because I think the, I don't think the Chargers are going to score more than 14 points in this game. Yeah. And I, I think I think San Francisco is going to get 24-14 is going to be the final. So that puts it way on the under. Yeah, so easy. 49ers in the under. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I'm with you guys here. You know, 49ers have kind of been, you know, an under team for us um, with the way that they run the ball and play defense. You know, their last uh, two games have gone over. So I definitely think, you know, they're going to kind of get back to that lower scoring style here. Um, you know, it's out of conference game. So they're just going to want to try to control this game. Uh, you know, this, win this game 24 to 14, you know, 24 to 10. It's going to be a low scoring game. San Francisco will cover the seven and they'll stay under the 45 and a half with you guys. Yeah, no, San Francisco defense is geared to stop the run. And man, um, without Keenan Allen, we're looking at Palmer. Ackler was their, their second leading receiver, right? That shows you 3.4 yards a catch. That shows you they're, yeah, but he didn't, they're kind of running on every play, basically. He didn't do much. I mean, he didn't. That's not a Eckler game. Eckler game is like eight catches for seventy-five yards and, and a touchdown or two. And they don't have Mike Williams either. And they they're not going to have both in this game Sunday night. So it's DeAndre Carter, to Josh Palmer. Right, and against a bad Atlanta defense, only three point four yards a carry. Yeah, it's terrible. Atlanta lost this game. They they didn't win it. Now they're playing a premier franchise. So. San Francisco minus seven under 46. In last game, Monday Night Football, double digit dogs in the division cover 70% of the time, 2 and 0 this year. Should I go the other way since the trend's making money? <laughs> or do I stick with the Washington Lord Commanders at Philadelphia? Philadelphia getting 11 points. The total is 43 and a half. We'll go Scott and Chad. What's your pick? My pick is the Washington Lord Commanders using the uh, verbiage from the Game of Thrones plus 11. Definitely get over that key number. Uh, and it's going to go under 44. As Washington, again, a cheap team. They have to protect the defense. Uh, Henneke is a good – he's a gamer, really. Uh, in Philadelphia is on uh, <coughs> Freddy uh, cruise control, right? Uh, they're not bringing the big guns until they play Dallas and go to the playoffs. So they're steady, Freddy. 
Uh, I see them winning this game 20 to 10. What do you think, Scott, in the chat? So Philadelphia's had 10 days off for this game. They played Thursday night, and now they're not playing until Monday night. So they're actually, they're actually going to have 11 days off in between games. They struggled for most of the game against Houston, and then they pulled away late. Right. I'm going on your theory. I'm going to take Washington as a double-digit dog. I know they're going to Philadelphia. I'm going to take the under – and I'm going to take the Washington second half line because Philly could get up 14 to three at halftime and then basically say, okay, defense, it's your job. You go, you go win us the game. And I think Washington will score a touchdown. And I think it, I can see it ended up 21 to 17 final. Right. And that clearly gets at the under. That clearly gets at the Washington and it clearly gets Washington the second half line. So I'm going three sides in this game. I'm going to do that as well because the game could be 21 nothing at halftime and end up 21-17. You guys are literally just talking about the game they already played this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 24-8 to eight was the final, and it was 24-0 uh, at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, the, only, that's the only difference in this game is Washington will score one more touchdown and they'll lose 24-15 to 15 in cover. Yep. Yeah. The adjustments they made. In a revenge game, we're exactly. exactly but I'm, I'm with, I'm, yeah, I'm with you guys. Give me the alliteration, man. The double-digit dog in the division, and uh, under the under the forty-four, just like last time they played. I'm, I'm with you guys. Yeah, and actually, Washington is four and five. It seems like they lost every game, <laughs> but they are, they are four and five with that twelve-seven win over Chicago. 23-21 over Green Bay. 17-16 over 28-22 over <laughs> Jaguars. Wow. wow. Yeah. And uh, Minnesota 20-17. Close game. Well, well they, they did lose one, two, four in a row there in the middle of the season. So, it did seem they were like one in five at one point. They've won three of their last four, the, the Lord Commanders. Lord Commander coincided with Heineke being the quarterback. So. Exactly. So I think it's a good spot for them getting 11 here, winning yeah. three of their last four. Yeah, because Schneider doesn't want to pay any – it's become clear, right? He has to sell the team because he doesn't want to pay any uh, cost. And he's stealing from the other owners. And he had Wentz in there specifically to lose versus Heineke, who got into the playoffs one year. And basically, he almost beat Tampa Bay single-handedly in the playoffs. So, unanimous, it's Washington plus 11, second half line, under 44, as we want to repeat and be in the 70 to 80%. What are final words, guys? I, I think this state slate sets up very well for us this, this week. I, I think 70 to 80% is definitely attainable, and I think we're going to do it this week, so. Um, good luck to everybody out there again. Uh, people in Florida, if the hurricane hits your, please stay safe before we come on next week. So, big time. My dad might be here. It's supposed to come the 20th, but another hurricane hits and stuff like that. We're like, ah, oh, just, just stay here. <laughs> uh, 
what do you think, uh, Jason? What are the final words? What do you think about this week? It's crazy, but we got to handle it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, bet equal amounts on all these picks and win yourself some money this weekend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I uh, like these picks. Uh, feeling really good with the, you know, the totals, uh, uh, sides. I think there's a couple of uh, numbers to, you know, like I said, to watch those key numbers. San Francisco minus seven. Right. Uh, you know, it might go with the minus 115 and get the minus six and a half there um, just to prevent a, a crazy push scenario. But, uh, you know, things like that. Um, other than that, I really, like I said, like these, uh, like these picks a lot. Right, right. And you don't not have to pay Action Sports a thousand dollars for picks. Just listen to each podcast with the whys, and you have more information because all of us do a lot of research. So there's more information than what you need. You don't want to overthink things. And look at the results we have. We have results that are better than so-called professional, and we give you the underlying evidence, the whys. And like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. You give one, you always get 10 back. It's business. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800. And that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs. I'm just shitting the word. That's why...